Hello, hello, and welcome back to the A Show, the Kings Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. What's up, Meals? I am here trying to figure out what is going on in the world of rap music. I feel like everything is going on simultaneously. I can't keep up. There is, according to, as we record this show, the hip hop awards are going to be tonight on BET. They used to have prominent ciphers. I have no idea if they even have ciphers anymore on the show. Um, ciphers. What kind of a man? Go ahead. <laughs> raps with other men. Um, yeah. In a circle. <laughs> what? <laughs> in a circle. Ugh, gross. So they have that. Um, female rap games just in disarray completely. Uh, I, I can't explain it. Um, I feel like the two figureheads of this women's generation are doing a very poor job in maintaining it. I feel like now it feels like um, Cardi and Nikki are really just going tit for tat on like they have their group of women and Nikki has her group of women. And it's like, I'm going to tell you one thing. They were talking so much shit about the dudes beefing. Look at this. Mm. (laughs) Disgusting. Listen, prison pants. I'm still on, crying man. at prison pants. Uh, prison pants got it. It was it was it was corny <laughs> up to that point. But um, I I I I knew we were going to talk about this. I literally was like, we're going to talk about this because like I was like it's it's just it's it's kind of disturbing because I feel like you can only I I I hate that Cardi's kind of becoming what she hate what the type of person she hated, you know, mm-hmm. with the petty beefs and all that shit. But I also feel like she needs to stay off Twitter. But I also feel like JT shouldn't have tweeted that. I feel <laughs> like, like JT's a JT's a very risky tweeter. Like she's too. I want to see. Here's the thing. I think we came up with a good point that like Cardi B has too much money. Yeah. <laughs> like more than enough money than just like she's bored. She's absolutely bored. <laughs> like what would like people people can say album album album. I'm like what would it. What would that do? Like, I, obviously, I want another one too. I think five years is you're not Lauren Hill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, get, like, get the fuck out of here. But I feel as though, like, what would that? She's already at the level, like, like mega star level. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, what's the second I'm gonna do for her? But just kind of leave her at the same level that she's already at. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the Nikki thing is. Just, I mean, we can unpack this for, for years, for for a whole mm-hmm. episode. We can unpack this, but I think their beef is just it's, it's whack now. It's it's literally fifty in game at this point. I'm tired of hearing it. It's yeah. They no one does no one targets anyone directly. There's no music being put out about one or the other. There's no massive events or anything like that. We're in like the third act of this beef. Fifth and, act. I, listen, and I don't. I listen. I I I really don't care who has writers. We, we yeah. never, we, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Like, there, I'm like, how is Ice Spice with one song the the success story and Glorilla, the success stories? <laughs> They're 10 years younger than y'all women. <sighs> They're fighting over who's going to be on the munch mix. You know, is it going to be Nikki or is it going to be Cardi? Like, legitimately, this is the fem- uh, uh, Megan. I love Megan, but can't sell over 60,000 units in the first week. Like, what are we really doing overall 
Like, where are we going with this? Like, do we want all these girls are stars in their own right, which is fantastic. But really, where are we going long term with this? Like, what are, what is this becoming? So I, I, I just have so many questions. Kanye West is just I have not. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest on this podcast. I've I have not. I have not. Oh, you can hear. I don't know if you hear it. The heat is back on. So welcome to another seven to eight months of that. Um, it's cold up there right now. Yes, it's freezing. It's like fifty oh, degrees. Fifty degrees are oh, it's hot. It is October. <laughs> no, but it's not supposed to be this this fast. <laughs> it's really supposed to be like seventy degrees. But I'm assuming you know hurricanes and other stuff. It's been raining here for like four or five days. We haven't seen the sun since last Thursday. I think y'all might get one good um, evening. You were sick for the Eric Adams uh, Raw season premiere thing last night. <laughs> Let's just be clear. You're a sick man. He might pull <laughs> up. I feel like he would. He uh, it, Who would not want to shake the hand of Triple H? He said, Kentucky you know? don't got this. <laughs> Talking about Brooklyn Monday Night Raw, you know, keeping the kids off the street, you know, away from the crack epidemic that's currently... It, this man is the got to be the worst mayor that I've ever. <laughs> the cor- How long do y'all have him? How long do y'all have him? I think another good board, a while. It, it might be three. It, it's a while. It's a, it's felt like probably longer than it actually is, but it's probably like legitimately a while. But, um, yeah, I, no, I was going to say about Kanye West. I'm be honest with you. I've not absorbed any Kanye West content since probably 2018. Oh, it's I've, not not li- I've not listened to an album. I've not wanted to go to a show. I've not watched a music video. If he's on something, I'm not really care to watch it. I have not listened to Down to One. I did not listen to Down to Two. I did not watch any of the stream, the Twitch you gotta things. Listen to, you got to listen to Down to Two on an um, Echo Dot, I think. <laughs> Um, I've not absorbed anything, but I see the pictures online and I'm just like, it looks like he's, he's just a shell of his former, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, he's having a a normal one. He's, I mean, yes, absolutely. Uh, Rihanna's doing the Super Bowl. Are you excited for that? I love Rihanna. It's been a while. I don't, I don't consume the NBA. And according to her, she didn't either. NFL. Or I'm I'm sorry, the NFL. I don't consume the NFL, and according to her, she didn't either up until literally, you know, a week ago. But has she addressed well, I mean, that? Has she addressed no, that no. Um, I'm assuming there will be a press conference before Super Bowl, which I assume that she'll address very quickly. But she's got like four months to actually address it. But she'll figure something out till then. The thing is that whatever she says, people are going to like accept it. Of you course, know, it's, it's, it's Rihanna. It's, it's so crazy. It's just like whatever she says, they're gonna accept it because it's it's like it's perfectly fine for you to consider her like oh she broke the industry stereotype of like not really this has nothing to do with wrestling by the way but but not you know not bending to the will of Jay Z you know by saying that she can never be corny right she says she, I can never be corny I'm never doing the NFL and then she turned around and said all right I'm doing the NFL yeah but hey man you got kids bro you know what I'm saying like you got kids. It's just um, different now, you know? You got to pay bills, you know? But there's it, a lot going on. I, I, I'm more saddened that I'm going to probably just have to mute Cardi altogether at this point. Because I, th- I think that she, 
she has moments where I think that she still has that personality that we all kind of fell in love with. And then this this beef stuff is like it comes up every quarter, it seems like. And and then she drops one song that will go to number one or whatever and be hot for a long time. And then she's just like, all right, album's not going to be done for a while. It's like, all right, mm, well, it's the cycle I, it's over again. Yeah. How should I invest? It's like, I think, I think a lot of things with like, with, with, with I hate saying female MCs, with like, with like women MCs. I don't know. FEMCs. Remember people <laughs> were saying FEMCs? To white <laughs> writers. Yeah. That was, that was almost, that was almost more misogynistic than saying female MCs. <laughs> FMC sounds like a disease. <laughs> like it sounds nasty. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be a FMC. I don't no. want to listen to FMCs. No. But um, I, I think you know it's, it's just it's it's just a, a dangerous thing to to go into uh, a beef, and then you know that's really just all you you've made your name off of. We love Cardi for her personality and the fact that the personality kind of extends to her music. You know, I thought right. that was always the that was always the the thing. That was her 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 it factor. With Nikki, it was that she's the most technically gifted rapper of all time, but she can't stay out of her own way. You know what I mean? Mm. And it, it sucks to see Cardi kind of falling into the trap relentlessly every single time. Every time. I don't care what type of DMs you get. <laughs> I don't care. It's just, just Bronx bitch shit, man. <laughs> it's literally just being I'm all these things, all these same things. So it's like, yeah, I've seen it before. Seen but it. the tomorrow, the tomorrow uh, remix, I mean, is legitimately good. Great record. It's I legitimately it. good. It's a legitimate top ten hit. Be happy with that. Who cares what JT says? Like, I thought it was really mean to bring up the the fact that they haven't had a hit in a long time. <laughs> I thought it was really mean. <laughs> Here's the, no, but it was definitely mean. But also. I was, <laughs> Also accurate, <laughs> insanely accurate. She it was, was like, accurate. It was, it was accurate, but who was it, it for? Yeah, no, that's it. Incre- See, now she become fifty. See, this is what fifty did: numbers, sound scans, circling YouTube numbers and shit like that. That's what JT did. JT circled the number, right? No, I think I think Cardi did. Cardi did because Cardi wanted to prove that. She ain't have a popping song since Cardi was on their song. <laughs> All right. All right. That's funny. Like, they're like Good Love featuring Usher. Great. I wonder how that's working out. And I don't get me wrong. I love, listen, I love all these female rappers, but it's nasty out here in these streets. It's nasty. Yeah. yeah it's, look at nasty. That. it's definitely Cardi. First of all, JT was not in the video, which makes it even funnier. Prison yeah, prison. we see more hilarious. <laughs> Your ass is in jail. <laughs> 227, you know, you know $227 million. Uh, You know what the worst thing about it is, and, and I'll get off this point. Um, sure. I thought it was the, the 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 weakest shit was that you're dragging other women into it and making it messier. Like I didn't like that Nikki made her Avi JT and Cardi made her Avi Carisha. I was like, all right, now we've reached what is this? JT. Oh yeah, wait, wait. Wait, I, th- I thought her, I thought Cardi. Nick, Car- no, Cardi made her Avi Remy Ma. Uh, well, well, no, it was Carisha first. Oh, it wasn't. Was okay. Switched. Yeah, it's, she switched it to. Re- See now, look, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, she made her um, thing Remy Ma, and then um, Nikki made her JT. 
Which is, I mean, wow. yeah. No, this, this is just nasty. It's disgusting. It's very, it's giving me survivors. They're turning theory. into the stands. They're turning into the stands. Yes. Which is a dangerous part of the music. If you wonder why, this is being my longstanding theory, if you're wondering why a lot of female artists have been, like, go through these periods where they don't sell as much as their male counterparts, look at the stands. Mm-hmm. When you section a, you know, section off the music that you listen to and the music that you support nobody wins nobody yeah when you, when you make it uncool to listen to nikki and then listen to cardi like that's this is why i always say and and on black print radio this this there's a really good conversation with with matt mcneil who um worked with j cole for a while he said he brought he made sure to bring cole and, and drake together to make sure that there was no issues right and there's nobody like that on, on these two teams you know what i'm saying because nobody nobody wins with a Drake and Kendrick beef. I don't, that's why I'm like, I never understood why people kept pushing for that. Right. Nobody wins with that. Everyone loses because they don't make as much money as they could. And they look and, and it, 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 it's, it's circling a drain. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for Kendrick, uh, J. Cole, Drake to all beef or, or do this, that, and a third. It's best that they stay in their lanes and they make it okay for everyone to listen to and consume the music equally. That's why they're all successful. Because they're not telling you that it's not cool to listen to this or not cool to listen to this. They're not saying that to you. This is just, you're cutting off your fan base. Absolutely. If you had one, if you even had one, I think more than anything, like I, I, I do get concerned with, with Meg, but I, 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 yeah, that's a different, it's a different, um, different conversation. I will, I do want to say something though. Sure. Everybody listening. Normalized days off, man. Feels Ooh. good. Yes. Normalize taking a day off. If you haven't taken a day off and you don't even know how long, take a day off tomorrow. Whenever you listen to this, take a day off tomorrow. Just normalize that. We got to normalize being able to take a day off and, and, and recharge. I told him, I told, you know, I told my boss yesterday, I said, man, I'm burnt out, man. I'm, I'm going to take a day off tomorrow. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to be able to do that. I feel like we came up in, a, in an it. age... Don't call out sick. I, mean, I did that, and you know, I, I know. Well, no, well, don't call out sick, and then go to Monday Night Raw and appear on TV with Wale in front row. I could have still, still did that. <laughs> I so my thing was, I feel like if your job doesn't begin in office hours, if your job doesn't grant you necessarily, like my old job did, didn't necessarily grant mental health days or the ability to just like take a day off. I always recommend, listen, you don't have to give them a reason. Call out sick. Take the day to yourself. And be, this was before back. mental health. This yes. was before mental health days too, yeah. Yeah, I would always recommend just like, I did it. Well, I took a lot of them because I had a lot. <laughs> My old job, I, I stored up a lot. When, when I was in the pandemic working from home, I never really had to call out sick. So by the time we got back to working in, in person, I had all these sick days that I never took. And then when this job was the job was stressing me and all this other stuff like that, I would just take days off. I'd be like, okay, I'm not coming in. I'm gonna call out sick this day. There's nothing they can really they can't, you know, kind of dig in as to why or where or well, you're after cool. a certain that um that's why it was bullshit that I got let go because like I could have still been sick there. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I got snitched on. That wasn't the the reason I got let go wasn't because I was at Raw. It was because I got snitched on. That's really why also other things. Something else is very pertinent that I feel like is like what? But hey. 
What, what was it? Um, it was a white person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about this? So we got some stuff to talk about today. We have predictions. Yeah. Um, we have work, beyond the work shoots and female rap. We have work shoots with wrestlers. This, to today, about. today, today is work shoot from rap <laughs> beat to taking a day off. Today is work shoot day, so we're gonna we're gonna get all into that. Uh, we're gonna go to Patreon real quick, so we'll be right back uh, with Patreon on the A show. All right, we're back. No holds barred. We're gonna talk about some work shoots, some shoot works. Some, <laughs> some bad works, some good some shoots, bad work, <laughs> some bad shoots, all of that shit. If you missed Patreon, you missed a really good discussion on uh, on what are we talk about? We talked about AW ratings on there uh, and why about, why I think they're not ahead. connected. Uh, and we talked about the Fiend or not the Fiend. We talked about Bray Wyatt. So. Bray Wyatt, which I'm um, not I'm, if, for the kids. Y'all can keep up with the QR codes. It's not going to be me. I'm not. I'm not running up to my television screen to scan whatever is on the back of Corey Graves's thing. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> just, just have him show up. I don't care. This is uh, the shit that I was talking about. <laughs> what do we want to start here? Uh, Andrade El Idolo had mm. an interview. Had an interview uh, with Maslucha, and he says he says a lot of things about AEW here, uh, and this goes into what we're going to talk about next meal. So I already know what we're about to say here because I've been feeling I've been feeling a way about this since they announced the career versus mask angle with him and the the Dark Order guy with a te- with Preston Vance on Rampage this week. I guess they're trying to get people to watch that show when you put them against two people that they don't care about. Um, so he said he, he feels a little stagnant in AEW and he feels like he wants more. He said that uh, he said that his schedule in, in WWE was inhuman uh, due to his scope of work that never turned up on TV. But he said, you know, I he can't imagine I think uh, because he's fighting on TV. It's the only time he fights, but there are non-televised matches in other cities. But since he joined AEW, he liked the schedule um, and he but. You know, he's not happy there. He says it's difficult because I want more, but I feel like uh, I, I feel like I want more now that Roosh is here. I, I want the it's like the pressure that we want more. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, he he is in conversation and has conversation with Triple H, and he laughs about how he's been treated at AEW. Um, he said that he got into a, a a scuffle or something like that with or or argument with Sammy Guevara, uh, which leads us into this next this next point. He said that basically Sammy Guevara. Uh, complained that Andrade hit him too hard and too frequently in some match that they had, and uh, he said that if, he told Guevara, "If you hit, if I hit you too hard, then you should do the same to me." And then he said that he talked to them without a physical altercation, but in the interview, he said he like he cried or something like that. Um, so there were three matches I think they, they, they said they had. It was a February match, it was a tornado match at Revolution, and I guess a third match that no one's seen. Three or way with about. Darby Allen. Three way oh, with Darby Allen. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, then Sammy got onto it. And, and my, here's my thing. You're playing with fire. If Sammy could get, could get mushed and call somebody a fat piece of shit unscripted and the other person get fired <laughs> and not him for actually doing the shit. Right. Because um, apparently he suffered way too many consequences in the past already. So he's, he's, he's all consequenced out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but So he goes on Twitter. Yeah. And he says he says he doesn't at Andrade, which is weird, and says, You're a jobber, a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. Mm. Tuesday morning, Andrade tweeted this. 
in response to Guevara says, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names and I'm not scared to get fired. I bet he ain't. Hashtag. I know you. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm good in any hood. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I ain't scared to get fired, man. I go to Mexico. I got with my wife's promotion. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm Ric Flair's, you know, son-in-law. I'm good in any hood. <laughs> exactly. So Sammy um, then responded but, saying, you didn't say shit to me, you liar. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to do and fuck off. And Andrade said then after that, Okay, I'm a liar. See you on Wednesday. I'll tell you to your face again, and nothing you say that you do, nothing you say that you do, not have any problem or something. What? Not his first language, but we getting there. Um, listen, man. First of all, Sammy Guevara, the <laughs> gall. He's not even. <laughs> he's talented, but he's not even close to being like a staple name. He's been never, a, been, never been on a WrestleMania in his life. Never a true carrier on his first show. I mean, legitimately, the only parts of his career where he's gotten over is when he's been with Chris Jericho. Because he's been cited with Chris Jericho the first, I, I'm not even sure if it's the first AEW show. It was. He was always part of the inner circle with Chris Jericho. They do the, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society. He's flailing in the wind with his, you know, no lip wife. And oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how you be kissing with no lips, man. Um, but he's flailing in the wind. So he has to join back the Jericho Appreciation Society. Nothing this man can say to me means shit because he hasn't actually made like money, money. Like yeah. you, not me. You ain't the. Andrade has, you know, was a big deal in Mexico. Still is, even though he don't apparently don't want to work there no more. Um, but it's a big deal, big deal in WWE, big deal in AEW. He's been signed for however it is, and it's like I feel like also considering how much it's like okay, how Andrade, how much Andrade was given for his signing. There's no way that could be a pity hire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like, man, just, just sign my son-in-law, man. Give him, give yeah. him two. Like, no. They're going to make him bank. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. My, my thing in here is this, right? We're getting at a point with AEW where everything is, is it real? Is it not? And I had worried about this happening, Mills. If you go all the way back to June of this year, and then we even talk about it again with the punk stuff. If AEW was flying a little too close to the sun with all of this work shoot stuff, literally on the actual reports that you read about this is that is basically that, oh, we don't know if this is real or not. And why is that? Because you guys do this every single fucking week at this point. Also, there's a reason why I'm not going to make this a WWE thing, but there's a reason why they don't do this in WWE. Because you will lose your job. <laughs> yeah, the cussing and all that stuff is crazy. 
Like, yeah, you you will legitimately lose your job and stuff like that. Saying "fuck off," go back to WWE. Pretty much uh, inciting so that he's going to see you on Wednesday. So that's a, it. Could potentially be some sort of violence um, that's coming his way. So pretty much inviting kind of negativity your way. People in WWE don't do this because you will lose your job. They are hawks on the social. They will find whatever you say. Remember, old girl. Um, What's the old girl's name? The one that says Sasha Banks ain't black. Oh, um, man. Amari, Amari Miller. I don't know what got in her. I don't know what got in her mind. I don't know. But she ain't won a match since. <laughs> Not that she was winning much anyway, but you ain't winning now. And, you know, there's been other situations like that where just you just don't do that in, in sort of a professional setting. I mean, this is why y'all have all these backstage meetings for and Jericho be talking all that shit for, right? To be professional yeah. when you guys do things um, and, and act professionally. Whereas this guy, he hasn't been professional, whether it's been running to Fightful to give his side of whatever fucking fight story with Eddie Kingston or talking all this shit on Twitter and stuff like that. He's allowed to do it. That's my thing is that like he has the type of privilege that only white people get. Hey. Now, the, the, the thing that remains to be seen, right, is if this Andrade match that they're apparently hyping to on Friday means that he will not be in the company if he loses this match. My thing is this. I don't think he's going to lose this match. I think that it's really weird they're throwing out a mass versus career match on a show nobody watches for real that's cold. I, you watch this more than I do. Did, are they feuding? Were, they, were the Dark Order and Andrade feuding like that? Um, not on Rampage. <laughs> they have been like interrupting. They've just been interrupting people's segments. It's not, and they, they've done it on Dynamite. They've done it on other people's shows. Maybe they have done it on Rampage. To be honest with you, but it's not like anything. To be honest with you, after probably like the second Rampage match, I kind of tune out, especially if the main event is going to be. I'm not interested in the main event. Um. So I usually kind of tune out, but this hasn't been a show-stopping few that I think warrants the stipulation that it's currently getting. But maybe they want to take Andrade off television. Maybe they want to boost ratings for Rampage. Uh, maybe they want to unmask the stupid guy in Dark Order and <laughs> and, and change his gimmick. Um, there's a lot of things that's going on, but they're allowing a lot of shit, too. They need to yeah, figure that out. It, it, it's either they're allowing this dysfunction to spill over or uh, or they're doing work shoot stuff. And neither of those are good at all. Neither of those are good. Um, one th- one, before we continue on, I, I want to say RIP to An- Antonio Inoki as well. I know yeah. That should have been, been at the top of No Holds Bar. Um, it was on my docket here, but rest in peace to him. Some, some great fucking matches. Amen. Legend. 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 I knew of him before I knew probably any other Japanese wrestler, to be honest with you. He's a damn legend. Um, I believe, I, I want to say last, I think me and Cyrus did watch an Inoki match on the Vader episode. But um, him and, him versus Vader was literally like, that was it for me. That, that was yeah. one, of the, one of my favorite matches of all time. But uh, RIP to him. I know we're, we're, cross, we're cross-referencing this with some negative, stupid shit, but a legend in the game. Um, I know New Japan put out a statement today saying that they had pretty much kind of mended the fences with him uh, before he passed, which is a good thing. So hopefully 
um, something can come out of that, a, a real cool tribute over in New Japan. Um, but I mean, again, with, with AEW, like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. this. It, it's just, it's odd. Uh, I guess you'll have to see on, on Wednesday what's up. I, I know um, that um I know that the Tin Man is 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 acting like he's about to leave too. Did you see that? <laughs> None of these people leaving. If they do, God bless them. But they, I don't think they're leaving. But we'll see. Um, basically tweeted uh, he tweeted goodbye or something like that. He'd be back next week. I don't know. <laughs> Has he been on TV in a while? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a good question. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I listen, man. Really, really, really good shit. Uh, AEW, continue on. Montez Ford. That's an injury, man. Got the boot. You got the boot on him. I'm hearing that uh, it was a calf injury. They haven't announced what it was or what it is yet, but uh, this is just, you know what we've heard through the grapevine hashtag sources hashtag sources um max dupree ooh, is done he's done with that maximum male model shit he's like get me the fuck out of there um <laughs> which you know what i'm not mad at because it still looks like they're keeping maximum male models they're just having them do rid- ridiculous shit with maxine dupree um which i liked what they did on smackdown there's definitely a role for them on that stupid show, doing stupid things and getting beat up by people. Um, but yeah, LA Knight, you could, he he's already like switch fits essentially. <laughs> <laughs> he took the M off the the M belt. I was like, what type of designer is the M? Or <laughs> sheesh, he took that shit off. And he was like, listen, I'm out of here. You all doing this? Stuff. I was like, okay, this is where you draw the line. Suddenly, ridiculously. Um, but you know what, LA Knight, it was always, it, it's funny, literally a week before Vince goes, he's like, we cut LA Knight out of the thing. <laughs> His man, he's no, not, not working for me. We're not firing him though, but we're going to cut him out. We we don't like the cut of his jib. We don't like, I don't think he accentuates the, the titulation of this gimmick enough. Right. And... You know, then a week later, Vince leaves. He's back in. Or he never left the fold, to be honest with you. And now he's officially out. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think that the creative team said we need to actually build this up and not do what Vince did and just hot shot him back into a, a to a a new gimmick the next week. Listen, he's thirty nine years old. I ain't trying to waste no time being a male model manager neither. Get me. Let me let me pull up in my shit like I did in NXT. Let me do what I do. Um, and the people will love me for it. So, yeah, we may be seeing LA Knight pretty soon back on our television. Um, Seth Rollins did an interview with Ariel Helwani. Have you got to get a chance to, to listen to some of that? Boy, <laughs> did I. I would listen to it as it was airing live. That's awesome. I love that you do that. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I got time. He spoke to Ariel. About not getting his just due in, in WWE, he says he feels like he never, in some ways, I've never got my just due. I've never been the guy, you know? I've never been the one on the marquee at WrestleMania. It was John, it was Roman, and in some regards, at Ring of Honor, it was Nigel or it was Brian. I got to kind of 
I got to kind of like red flag that one because he was champion for quite some time there. The only thing, that, and I always say this right now, they fumbled, they fumbled Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. They fumbled him by giving him the title way too late to a point where when he got it, fans hated him. And they were, they were tired of him always kind of not winning the big one when they count. Um, he also went on to say, I was always the guy on the come up or on the, or on the underneath. I was kind of the second or the next big thing type that not always just eats at me, eats at me so much. I don't know where the competitive spark comes from, but it drives me insane. And he says, uh, he says, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Maybe there are people out there that draw more money, perform better in the ring, sell more merch, et cetera, et cetera, than me. And I've got this inflated idea of myself. That's the fear that I'm just dead wrong. So maybe that's the truth. And maybe that's just how it is. But I can't operate at optimum levels accepting that. Here's my always just here's my thoughts on this. You know, Triple H was never the guy either. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Triple H, I think he ended up, there are situations where it's like, okay, he's obviously like the head thing on Raw or something along those lines. But when WWE was in his heyday, when he was in his heyday, he was never the guy. There were at least two other people ahead of him at all points. And then when he finally got to the point where he could have been the guy, he had to make new guys. <laughs> so, so it really, to me, it's a, it deals a lot with just how kind of people want to come to me. It kind of like a lot of your background as well. I feel like more recently, I feel like, uh, the indie guys kind of there's a little bit of a stigma that you're just like a good in-ring hand as opposed to a very malleable character that can kind of do anything so you're kind of like being used in the ring so you're kind of more so relegated to a lot of things as opposed to being given opportunities similar to like what a roman would get um so i think there's that but there's nothing wrong with the role that he's in it's just nah, you're not gonna be the guy it's roman (laughs) It's Roman. Like it just is what it is. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do appreciate his candidness and talking about his insecurities. Like I, I think that it, it's it's very rare you get someone to be that candid about what they think they can and can't do. And my thing with Seth is I feel like he don't get enough respect. And I feel like a lot of the the hatred from him came from his tweets or whatever about loving where he worked. And again. You can say what you want about the guy, you know what I'm saying? Based off that, I think it's a really kind of like, like whatever. Like there's people who fucking say they love working on the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like people do shit, weird shit like that. But in ring, the guy is to me like untouchable, man. What he did for Cody, and he talks about that on this interview as well. And I thought he, I thought he was very, I, I thought he was kind of that was kind of like workish to you, right? Like he has to keep the Cody feud kind of going. Right. Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he is kind of tight. He had to lose three times in a row. <laughs> like he had to put him over three times, and he's like, he gets it. I think he generally does get it, but it's more so like, why him? You know, um, yeah. he wants to be the top guy, but he realizes he's also the guy who makes guys and has to lose three times again. It's Triple H, you know. Um, right. Batista's in this role 2005, loses to Batista three straight times because we're making stars here. We're trying to build the ecosystem. And so, and sometimes that's just your role in the company. Um, it just is what it is. 
He also goes on to talk about Bray Wyatt, another candid section talking about the Fiend thing, which I think that was the beginning of like there to be on on one knee. Like th- th- like this this started the AEW could really overtake them conversation, right? Like it was just like, all right, yeah, it might be cooked for these niggas. But uh, he says that the Bray Wyatt character was just difficult. I mean, if you look at anybody that worked with the Bray Wyatt character for an extended period of time, they didn't come out of it better than they went in. It was very difficult to have a story with him where, aside from Randy Orton, who obviously killed him, it was different, difficult for everyone. I think that maybe Daniel Bryan might have escaped a little unscathed, but I mean, everyone pretty much met a dire end for their character. And that was the end for Seth Rollins' character as you knew it, the Beast Slayer character. It was tough figuring out how to tell a good wrestling story with that character. I mean, he ain't wrong. There's nothing wrong I said about that. I, I echo his sentiments about the, the Bray Wyatt character. I would like to see him get another crack at it, but I doubt it. You know, at this point, cut your losses. It, it, it did a lot of damage, I think, to his career at that time that he's rehabilitated thus far. But um, it's true. And I think it's something they have to worry about as there's rumors that Bray Wyatt's coming back. Yeah. I think that's it for um, for No Holds Bar. You got anything else? No, not really. I feel like what we can do, because we have predictions that we have to do. Um, what did you, what were you feeling this week on both shows? There's a lot that went on on both shows. What were you feeling? I felt like Raw was a little bit more of a show than SmackDown was this week or last week. I felt like I, I had, I was in my phone for a lot of SmackDown by the second hour um, because. They, I was there wasn't enough meat on it. I, that's not to say there was it was a bad show. I don't, I don't think, I honestly don't think like either shows have been bad. Like I just feel like there have been weeks where it's been nothing. Like last week's Raw was kind of like nothing. This week's Raw, I felt like there was a little bit more meat on the bone. But I feel like SmackDown, they're trying to give you more for the season premiere, and I get that, right? Of course. Um, but I mean, we're waiting for Roman because the thing is, nothing, no big things happen on this show until Roman shows up. Oh, like, also- they don't. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. Wanted to note on SmackDown, due to the hurricane, you saw a lot of Raw people show up and a lot of people couldn't also be on SmackDown. Um, yes, yes, yes. And and I'll give that I'll, I'll give that to I'll give that to, to SmackDown that week. I, I I did realize like, oh God, why is why the hell is Bianca there? Why the fuck is Kevin Owens and Gargano here? Yeah, like <laughs> Well, um I I I again I, I don't have any glaring like negative things to say i wish they would stop with the the interference booking i, I, mm-hmm. I think he was really, i think he was doing really good on both shows having definitive wins and then you run into the fact that it's like oh shit we got another 20 something to 12 to 20 something weeks of the year that we got to do this and some people have to look strong hire more jobbers <laughs> do more fucking <laughs> hire more jobbers dude like you cannot be protecting everyone as they are i thought the cross the carrying cross uh vignette was extremely strong i thought it was really good um, I, I thought there was really good stuff on SmackDown that kind of built up to Extreme Rules, the live and, and Ronda stuff I, I felt was effective to me. There was um, something that I, you know what that, no, that stood out to me in terms of you talking about protecting guys? Mustafa Ali, granted, great worker. Also, given way to, not necessarily giving way too much, but man, just tap out when he put the Hurt Lock on you. Ain't no passing out. You ain't Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. He said, no, man, no. Said, All right. Man <laughs> gave me the spear that has beaten so many people and and the Hurt Lock. And he was like, I'm not tapping out. I was like, you better tap the fuck out. What's wrong with you? Come on, man. Uh, hey, listen, man. 
hilarious. Uh, Raw, I thought was I thought was good. I, I mean, it, it, like you mentioned, we mentioned the Ali Bobby Lashley match, but I thought it was actually really good. And the thing is, is that on the other end of of that crazy shit is like I felt like it, it rebuilt Ali a little bit because he's he's been floundering since he got back. Um, we we got a date on a couple things. We got a we finally got a date for the Gargano Theory thing. I figured they would want to put that on a big show. Um, I still think it's weird. KO is not on this on this pay per view, but it makes sense. There's maybe, maybe he'll be at Barclays next week. There's a Barclays. Could, that's a big show. That could happen as well. Um, I I thought that the Bianca Bailey promo was extremely effective as well as the the end of the show angle. Um, the the visual of that was was extremely effective for me. I thought I thought that was really good. Um, my, my nitpicky thing about that that promo, I feel like. And I get what they did, so I'm not like, at the end of the day, it just does what it does anyway. I feel like Bianca dismissed a lot of things that Bailey said. And all that Bailey stuff is true. <laughs> it's not that she's crazy and this has become her regular self. People legitimately turned on Bailey. So she was like, fuck y'all, and I'm going to turn on you. Um, and Bianca was just more so like, this was always you. This was the real you that's always been living inside of you. I was like, that, that's not true. It's not true at all. But that's my only nitpicky thing about it. I don't care about the rest of it. I thought it was a good ending to Raw, and I think it was uh, just good work entirely. Even on even on Raw with the, the Edge promo, I thought was great. Um, Super effective. He got it. He, he, he going to that well a lot. So I hope he stopped going to that well. He's going to the, can, do I still got it? I'm like, all right. All right, man. <laughs> I going to that well a what lot. Hurts now. What hurts now, buddy? Yeah, a bag of bones. I said, all right, nigga. all right, brother. Okay, you ain't going to that me, well. Nigga. Yeah, you going to that well. He's doing that shit a little too much, my nigga. Kids, relax. But um, I thought I, th- I thought a lot of the go home stuff was really effective. Daniel Cormier and the fight pit. I think they're making this a big deal. I think they're making this a bigger deal than what I feel like the previous regime would have made it. In my opinion, I think I feel like Seth and and, and Matt would have probably did a main event angle at the end or a main event match at the end of Raw, and that would have been another program. Like I, I, I feel like, like they, it I, came I, together very, very quickly, and it came together very um, naturally. So yeah, I, I, I thought it was super effective. Um, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind Seth is going to lose on Sunday and then win the U.S. title, right? Is, is, is that what you're thinking too? Let's go to predictions and let's set. This okay. Thing up. <laughs> Yeah, because there, I, I, when he said that, I said, "Yeah, Bobby, your days are numbered, brother." <laughs> Seth needs a title because they keep talking about that. And they keep talking about the title stuff, and I, th- I think it's high time that he got a title too. They ain't got nothing for Bobby in that gold tooth, man. <laughs> you saw his gold tooth. You saw it, right? I saw that. I said, "Wait a minute." So one week I said you missing teeth, and you went to go get a gold tooth. Ain't got gold tooth. He old school. He old school with it. Must have a he must have a stylist now. He's wearing like Yeezys and shit. I was like, all right, all right, man, big ass shoes. Yeah, Tiny he was never on that. Sh- <laughs> he was never on that shit, bro. He was never <laughs> on that shit. Cool, man. All right, you get a, you get packages and all types of. You got a stylist. They all get. You know what? More power to them. Give everybody a stylus. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Everybody. Stylist said, "Let's cover up the fact that we can see the whole back of your fucking mouth." <laughs> <laughs> With no teeth, let's give you a gold tooth and have them stare at that. That's so crazy. Give everybody um, a stylus. Let's talk about it. Extreme rules. 
Extreme rules from the Wells Fargo Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Every match has a step. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on one second. Thank you so much for giving us stipulations, okay? I feel like I shouldn't have to thank you, motherfuckers, but it's been years before, since you guys have like, genuinely been years since we've had an Extreme Rules show. It feels like Extreme Rules, so thank you. Let's get into it. I want to start first. Uh, let's start with the Brawling versus Imperium. What was that? No, no, no. I was going to say that. Oh, yes. Uh, Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Six-man tag team match. And a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. We just had one of these, what, two and a half months ago with uh, yeah. Sheamus and um, Drew McIntyre. So we we know what it's all about. You're gonna, there's, I feel bad for all the prop people on Saturday having to put shit in and take shit out the ring. They're going to have to do a lot of video packages on Saturday to clean hey, the shit man. up. Hey, man. You got to earn that dollar because <laughs> the past extreme rules, y'all been sitting down. I've been seeing it. Come on, man. <laughs> Better get get up. Some clean, clean them table shards <laughs> off the ring, nigga. You hustle. You know what I'm saying? You better hustle. Um, can I give a pipe one? Quick shout out. Samantha Irvin. Great Imperium. Every time. Do you listen to her when she announces the members of Imperium? Is that Samantha or is that the other the other the girl with the with the afro type? That's Samantha. That's Samantha. No, no, no. Okay. That, no, no, no. The one with the afro is on NXT. Samantha Irvin's on SmackDown. She says every voice with their like yeah. native tongue yes yeah <laughs> and gunther and i'm like oh you got it you got it um i've liked this feud let me just tell you right now i have mm-hmm. no problems no problems with this i thought the the beat down on smackdown was very effective to set up to be the go home to their rematch this week yes i I find I did not realize that it's going to be the day after <laughs> the fucking match. Hey man. Oh man, Shavis I feel bad. This Shavis, you know, Shavis, you roll with the punches, you know. Uh, well, okay, so I guess to predict this, we got to predict the match before. So I would say Sheamus loses, right? Yes, I'm going to say that Sheamus loses on Friday. Yes, give him 20 minutes. Let let him go out on something. They can remember. Mm-hmm. Sheamus loses, and then I and then I think you got to go into. I think this match is going to be a banger, regardless. I mean, um, what is it? Five of these people in this match have already wrestled each other before, so they already know what, what what's good. And Sheamus is Sheamus. Um, I think it's going to be great, but I think the Brawling Brutes are going to win this. You got to get their heat back somehow, because I, I think that they have a legitimate tag team with uh with Ridge and Butch. I believe so as well. I think you, just because, and then also it's like. You need some sort of, you know, continued... We need more contenders in the tag team division. And not to say that Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci can't necessarily be that, but give Rich Holland and Butch. Let them do their thing. Let them get a big win. Let Sheamus get a win. Honestly, this could... It, it wouldn't be necessary, to be honest, if uh, Gunther loses the second... Gunther wins the second match, but this could lead to a third match between Sheamus and Gunther. Um... So I could see that, but I want to say I want the Brawling Brutes to win. I do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Imperium is going to win. Right. Next up, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Um, this, has been, this has been a 
you that's been in the making for about a I mean a good part of the summer into into um, going into the fall now. This is their first uh, match here in the strap match. I think it's a good stipulation. It keeps carrying from running. Also, enough bullshit that would prevent Drew from winning. Now, the the thing is, is that this is to me carrying across his biggest match that he's had in this company. Right? Would you would you would you agree? Absolutely. He Absolutely. has a lot. He has a lot to prove here. I think me, he, has, he has a whole lot to prove. Let me ask you something. Strap match. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer? The pinfall variation or the touch all four corners variation? I really like the touch all four corners variation because we, me and Cyrus watched the Batista versus JBL strap match a couple of months ago. And I, I like that it, it was fire. Okay. And the one, like, I I just love the spot where the baby face touches the, the, um, the turnbuckle and then the heel does it right behind him. Yeah. And, like they're trying to get to the last one. I think that's a really effective one. And I think, again, you get the fans invested in that. And it's like, okay, how are they going to get out of this? You can do a goofy I, finish and no one loses heat, you know? Yeah, exactly. And um, I think with this, again, there's a lot of chicanery that could happen. Uh, Scarlet's still out there. I think you gotta you have to have Carrie and have a strong showing. I think there's no better person than someone who rarely ever misses in these types of situations in Drew McIntyre. Um, I just worry that you're beating him too much. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, he's losing a little bit too much, and I think that 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 could kill his character to me because he was very strong starting this year, and then after the Roman thing, it's just kind of like, ah, uh, what you know, what are we, what are we doing with him? We need to re- refocus him and recenter him. But I don't think this is going to be their final match, so I'm okay with carrying winning this, and I think he will win it. Yeah, carrying will probably win. He got a lot Drew, to prove. Drew will win eventually. <laughs> yeah, he got a, he got a lot to lose. Drew will get his win back eventually. But I do think Carrion will win. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, he you know he's got a lot to prove. I think he came in with a lot of a lot of people not liking him. I've been I've been lipoing his situation. The presentation's been good. Okay, the matches have to the matches have to match up to it. I'm this is this is my big lipo. Of the of the show, I'm gonna let mm. this one play out. Even bigger than the Liv Morgan thing, I'm I'm letting this one play out. Um, speaking of Liv, let's get to that one next. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in the Extreme Rules match. Liv Morgan won the title off of a Money in the Bank cash in. I'd mm-hmm. say for her to have this title for over what 90 days at this point, to me, that's a bigger wish than anyone could have ever won it because usually they don't last that long, right? Right. I think the 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 ceiling here, the bar here is for them to have a great match. She she loses valiantly. <laughs> yes. That's that a, is the bar. That is the bar. She loses valiantly. I like the business they did on SmackDown this week. I didn't like the idea of introducing a bat and then making it immediately disposable. Um because that bat just flew. I was like, all right, so what else you got? But um clearly Liv is bringing it to Ronda and they're evening the playing field a little bit because I think everyone just kind of assumed it was a foregone conclusion that Ronda Rousey will absolutely wipe the floor with Liv, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is bringing it to her doorstep saying, nah, bitch, uh, I, I does this too. I'm from Jersey, as one Whitney Houston would say. Um, I'm from Jersey. We get down. That's how we get down. So I like this. Um, I like where they're currently at with this feud. 
I like how they've kind of rehabbed it a little bit after the, 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 the booing thing a little bit. They definitely put Liv back in the right saddle of things. Um, I, I just think it's time for Ronda to get the title back. <laughs> I just think it's yes, time. Yes, but... Let's say Ronda does get the title. Who's she facing in the future? Shayna? I mean, there's definitely Shayna. Whereas Liv, I still think there's a litany of opponents that she could possibly face as well. True. True. I'm still kind of like on the fence because... I don't think this is going to be Liv's last time, though. I'm, I'm... I don't think it's her last time winning. Look, let's be clear. This is not her last time winning the title. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. But I don't know. You know what? As the betting man and me would say. <laughs> I, I did not know you were a betting man, but continue, yeah, sir. Incredibly. FanDuel all day. All day, all day. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey because just the odds is better and it just makes more sense. Um, it, it, I do not want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see Liv Morgan's. I honestly don't want to see her championship reign end. It's kind of been really, really f- refreshing. Um, seeing her in this role, rising to the thing. We all knew that she could. She currently is doing it. Um, but my my thing is this: Where does this title go for Survivor Series? If and we're just guessing here because we don't know. You still have a Saudi show that they could do a rematch at. Absolutely. You still have you could still have the rubber match because if Ronda wins, it's, it's one one. Or wait, no, it's two one, right? It's two one. Yeah, Liv beat her twice. <laughs> yeah. So you could still that's crazy. You could still <laughs> you could still do the match again in Saudi and have it be a submission match or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um What if Charlotte shows up? I don't think she's gonna show up. All right. <laughs> If, if the idea I'm Mila's is Charlotte show up and make it a triple threat match for Saudi. Oh, you mean show up at Extreme Rules or show up just in general between show now up and at Extreme and Rules? Show up at Extreme Rules, start not, not kicking the shit out of both of them. Not at Extreme Rules. I, 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 if, if your idea is, is you're going to do Bray Wyatt, people are going to be waiting for Bray Wyatt. Not, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. You could be right. Though. I'm not. I'm not denying that you could be right, bro. I'm just saying. Nah. Right. Nah, I know. I'm gonna pick Ronda Rousey for now, but I'm not ruling out Charlotte could show up and start big booting niggas like Tess. No, I don't think this feud is over if where the whoever loses or wins. But I think Ronda's gonna win. I think they're gonna run it back one more time in Saudi, and then you have a Survivor Series. Which like, what would be, what is the SmackDown? Because the thing is, I feel like there's more heat to a, to a Raw War yeah. Games. Than so let's say this. Here's my pine the sky booking. Charlotte comes back. Um, just goes crazy, but ends up costing Ronda the match. Like, roll up, some sort of stupid shit. So now Liv Morgan has gone down three times. They set up a triple threat match in Saudi for the Women's Championship. Now you have the option, do you want to go Liv versus Bianca at Survivor Series? Do you want to go Ronda versus Sur- Bianca at Survivor Series? Or do you want to go Charlotte versus Bianca at Survivor Series? I think I feel like Bianca's going to be in the first women's war games on the main roster. I, I, oh, I right, like, right, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot <laughs> yeah, that. I feel like there, there is. I, I think she is. I think Damage Control versus Bianca and whoever is is pretty much a go 
for that. I'm a little bit unsure on the bloodline part of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Bianca's going to be in that match. I would I would say like probably Becky will be in that match too. To be honest with you, I'm starting to talk like you now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's some good analysis right there. You, you're a you're a good guy, Mills. I, I like you a lot. Listen, I book uh, I book for the people. You know. Next up, Edge versus Finn Balor. I quit match. There's no is, way. Edge is saying there's no way you can make him say I quit. Which no, he said there's no way that you could physically make him say I quit. So I think they're gonna emotionally make him say I quit. <laughs> they hold his wife up. I know that I knew that was what he was gonna do. They're gonna grab Beth, tie her by her ankles, <laughs> and put a chair on her head and raise another chair over her head. <laughs> No, I think it's going to, I've been saying this for weeks. I feel like it's going to be Ray. I feel like he's going to, they're going to put Ray in the concerto position. And I feel like they're going to, they're nah, going to be like, yeah. if I was Edge, I'd be just as pissed off as AJ Styles was on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, do it, nigga, I don't care. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, fuck this nigga. I don't even know why I'm in this man's business. It's his badass kids. I don't know why I'm continuing to do this. Um, or put myself in this situation. I think this is a situation where um, you got to shit or get off the pot with Judgment Day here. You got to give them that win so they can move on from Edge. Honestly, they need to move on from Edge. And if your idea... This feud has been... I'll say this, sorry to interrupt you, but this feud has been kind of unspectacular based on just Edge not being around as frequently and it being really told through the eyes of Rey Mysterio more than anything. Because the match you really want to see is Rey Mysterio versus Dominic at this point. Edge versus Finn Balor kind of feels like a precursor to all of that. And it feels like it was kind of thrown out of nowhere because Edge returned. I feel like there hasn't been any real storyline developments with Edge and Finn Balor that's actually happened outside of stuff with Rey Mysterio. So I'm... He pinned him. He pinned him. him. Yeah, but... He pinned him at... He pinned him at, at... in Cardiff, yeah, 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 but that was month, that was weeks ago. I feel like that was weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago, no. And he like a month. He, he returned last week, and they got their get back. They got he they pinned him. They got their get back, and it's just his get back. He's going for he's going after the leader at this point. He's going after the head of the snake at this point. I, I think it makes sense, but I feel like they're trying to close the loop on the edge part of this, which I think is good because he needs to move on. This has been going on since April. <laughs> this is my this is, this prediction is, is my prediction is Bray Wyatt shows up and beats up Edge. <laughs> Bray Wyatt I mean, shows up and beats up Edge. Who has to quit? You can throw the wrench in there. I don't know what to say. Have Edge. I don't know. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Damn, he, he has to quit. <laughs> that's why I'm like. Where's Beth? It can't work because he has he, he has to quit. So I, I think that, again, you got to position Judgment Day going into – because, again, this is spinning off into an AJ Styles feud, spinning off the, the, the Rey Mysterio thing they're still going to have going. They're building up Rey versus Dom to something big, and I appreciate that. Like, I, I'm glad that they're not throwing it out there. That's fine. I, I don't mind that at all. I think with Judgment Day, they got to move on from the edge part. We get it. He made y'all. He created y'all. He, they're going to destroy you for one last time. Have Finn win this and have him move on. I'm I'm with that. So I would have I would have Finn Balor win this. I think he's gonna win this. Um what, what do you think is gonna main event here? The ladder match or the which one are we gonna do? I, it's gotta be fight pit, right? 
fight bit. Yeah, so let's go to Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. One one cool part about this, the only championships being defended on this pay-per-view are women's championships. That's really cool to me. That's nice. That's neat. Very yeah. uh listen, Roman ain't showing up. Y'all just it's PLEs, man. We do anything. I think we're gonna have a spaces. I think they want to have a spaces too after the show. So I have okay. a spaces. Um for everyone who's wondering. Um Bianca Belair versus Bailey. It's tough. There's been a lot of lot of hot takes being spread about um, damage control. Some that I just don't agree with whatsoever. Um, but I think this is this is the chance for them to kind of have their coming out party against Bianca Belair. Um, it's been around for about a month now. Bailey's been back for about a month. Bianca's been champion for quite some time. Uh, there's always that one point of your long run where you lose it and get it back. Is this the point where Bianca loses it and gets it back? Nah, <laughs> I don't <think> either. <laughs> Triple H, nah, Triple H be Triple H be guessing these long ass reigns though. Like he loves these long ass fucking reigns. And if if she can go from one year to one year as champion, Triple H will do that. I still think Charlotte is in the way of this champion. Charlotte is going to be the one to take it off of Bianca, just cause. Um, but it will not be Bailey. No, all types of chicanery is going to happen in this ladder match. KOD off the top of the ladder. Give me WWE 2K22. This is the perfect opportunity for them to wake up one morning and say, this could go either way. Let's just have Bailey win it. You know what? Last minute, let's have Bianca win. That's how this match goes. Because coming out of it, you could say, Bailey never pinned me. Coming out of it, Bailey could say, well, you didn't pin me in a regular match. It was a, it was bullshit, whatever, whatever. Very true. You could still run, you could still run this back in Saudi. Still do this true. again. But I don't want a toxic attraction, this fucking <laughs> raw thing, you know? Maybe it's because I've seen toxic attraction on NXT. I'm an avid NXT watcher. That I'm just like, I don't want like. Wow, did you just say you're an avid NXT watcher? This is from the guy who was not an avid NXT watcher. I, will, I will always watch NXT. Yeah, I'm always in the thing. I haven't watched it. Actually, haven't watched it the past two weeks. Once I saw those taped, I was like, all right, ain't, ain't shit going on. Um... So I haven't watched it two weeks, but I'm going to watch it tonight or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, actually, BT Awards. Is, uh, you can watch BT Awards on YouTube. But watch, nice. <laughs> watch performances on YouTube. I want to watch Uncle and Few on fucking <laughs> um, Uncle and Few. But uh, shit, man. You know, I'm still Bianca. I don't know. I'll go Bianca because you can still run this back. Um, yeah. I, I just don't want another all the goal angle. I'm sorry. I don't want another all the goal angle. Yeah, me neither. That's really it. I don't want to do it again. Do I think Bailey deserves a championship run? Honestly, not really. Like, no offense. Sorry, Novak. <laughs> I know that's going to kill you. <laughs> sorry, Novak. But please, I love you. But, like, it don't seem like the momentum is right yet. It don't feel like the wind is captured in the wind quite yet. It still feels like it, Bianca's wind, you know? Let her win in Saudi. I think you want to give, you kind of want to give Bianca that first women's championship ladder match. Kind of give her that. Then have her win in Saudi. It's only three weeks away. You know what I'm saying? Like, just have her win. Or is it three weeks away? Four weeks away. But, yeah. Oh. Have her win in uh, Saudi. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever. I, I really think that they want to give Bianca the Rumble win, the Elimination Chamber win, the WrestleMania main event win, the SummerSlam win, and they want to give her the ladder match win. It's a badass video package, I'll tell you that. Oh, she, she has to be one of the only one. You know what I'm saying? She's got to be one of the only ones. I think that that's what they want to do is have her be – that. that's her – yeah, that's her claim to fame, and I'm I'm cool with it that way. Would you be mad if Bailey did win this? No, but I'd be like, eh, okay. It wouldn't be like <laughs> it wouldn't be like excitement. Like, but actually, I haven't seen the match yet, so if I see the match, it depends on my reaction. But overall, I think I would be like, eh, she had a good run. Um, let's yeah. uh. At least she gets to still show up on SmackDown for some reason. <laughs> for some uh, reason. Main event was which is show up and Faith live. Um, main event was which is what I think will be the main event. Well, because the thing is, one of these one of these women's titles has to be kind of inactive in November, or both of them have to be inactive in November. And I don't think they're doing champ v champ unless they're doing. What if they're doing show versus show war games? I still feel like we'll get a show versus show aspect for Survivor Series. Okay, I um, like main event. I think which we, what we think will be the main event because this it's a huge structure which requires you to take the the ring ropes out and shit like that. Uh, is the fight pit uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins? This is Daniel where Bray Wyatt shows up right here. This is where this is where he shows up. Some people are saying Brock Lesnar is going to show up or Brock is going Lesnar. to be in the building for what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For fucking what? Why would he show up? Is he coming to Brooklyn on Raw on Monday? No. Why would he show up at Philly on Saturday? Against these two. Yeah. Also. He ain't got no stake in this. Know. I don't know. Uh, this has been going for a while. Uh, was supposed to be in SummerSlam. It's quickly grown into a, a, a huger, huger uh, deal since then. Good word there. Huger. Huger. Huge. Yes. Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Special guest referee. Hey, he cut a promo promo, boy. He's been said, waiting right, for this then. moment. He's been waiting for this. I said, all right, then. I said, okay, then. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. They're going to give you a spot in this thing where, like, Seth Rollins pushes him, right? And Cormier going to do some – maybe it comes after the match. Maybe it's something. Maybe Matt Riddle wins and Seth Rollins isn't happy with it or something. And, like, Seth Rollins pushes Daniel Cormier. Well, you go slap on one of them judo holes and he going to get you. Like, listen, man, I might have to retire from this UFC shit. Once he feels the energy of the crowd, once he hits that yeah. toss, once he once he does that judo flip, he's going to be like, nah, this UFC hey, shit is for the birds. PC me. PC me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, not uh, you 43. Never mind. <laughs> we could do one match. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. You think they give a fuck? They was about to let Tyson Fury roll around in there. They don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, you could do one match. Do one match in Saudi. There you go. Saudi. Saudi. Yeah, it'll, it'll work. It'll work. Um, You think Becky shows up for that ladder match, by the way? I just thought about that. I think, I feel like on Raw, she'll be back. Okay. I feel very Brooklyn-y with it. Um, Riddle. Rollins, I don't know what this is going to look like. And I think I feel like this whenever there's a fight pit. I don't know what this is going to be like. Uh, but they always end up being really, really fun. Yeah, well, past two ones we've saw have been like shoot, man, shoot. 
This has to be a little more spectacle. I yeah, agree. This has to be Seth Rollins is like, I don't know about all this shit, man. You gonna wear some capri pants. <laughs> is he gonna wear the little the little Muay Thai pants? <laughs> a little Muay Thai, little Muay Thai capris. Um oh. He's gonna look like Sagat. <laughs> that would be fire. That would be fucking fire. Um, I don't know. Um, who do I think are gonna win this match? Who's won the last two fight pits? Uh, Riddle and uh, Thatcher. All right. Uh, you'll see the thing is, Rollins needs a win. <laughs> Yeah, he got a win. What do you mean he got a oh, win? Yeah, yeah, getting, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Win. All right, yeah. He's he been loses. getting wins. He yeah, he this this would be one one for them for these two. Mm-hmm. It'd be one one. He losing. He losing. He could lose this one in 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 Riddle's basically signature match. He could lose this one and not lose anything for it. I mean, he's been talking shit about the guy's family. He beat him already. Now that there's really kind of like no rules, it had to be submission or knockout. I could see it happening. I I, I could really see it happening. Um. Riddle, they got to figure out something for this guy. My my thing is, is that he's one of the biggest casualties of the fact that there's no title on the show that he's on. He's one of the biggest casualties because I feel like he probably would have had it and, and floated it around at this point if there had been a World Heavyweight Championship on Raw this time. <sighs> I don't know. I've, I've, I'll get... <laughs> Riddle? I'm trying to think. Like Riddle or Rollins? Like neither of them are like they both well Riddle needs a win more than Rollins, but it, it ends up looking like 50-50 if, if he beat him at, at Clash and then he beats what him are, in the fight. What's long term for Riddle? Like what are we doing for Riddle? Bray? It could be Bray, yeah. It could be Bray. It could be But Bray feuds all start the same. He attacks the person randomly. Literally yeah. out. Literally, one hundred percent attack rate on feud starting. Um, it bounce to it could bounce to Judgment Day fully. It could bounce to Lashley. They did that before. They've already done Lashley to death with Riddle. Well, they do. Uh, yeah, they doing Lashley versus Rollins next. So probably Rollins wins. Probably. Um, no, no, no. They, I, I was, I was thinking he loses and gets his heat back by beating Lashley. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna pick Rollins. I'm gonna pick Rollins. Gonna... Even though I don't think that giving Rollins U.S. title is a good a good um, nah. <laughs> winning the world title. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs the world title, not this one. That's why I was. In the I was like, "Yo, what are they doing?" Like you would give it to Theory over over Seth. That's why I was like, "Why don't?" And, and I know it's dumb, and, but and I know like it's kind of taking a New Japan trope. But it's just like, man, put that put that fucking briefcase up, man, and give it to Seth. Stop playing with us. <laughs> Stop fucking playing with me, man. I'm going with Seth. I go with Riddle. Right. I go with Riddle here. This should be a good show, though. All things, all things considered, this this should be a really good show. I, I love wrestling on Saturdays. It's it's perfect. I think that it's the the perfect idea. I love that they've done this and they've continued this over 2022. And uh, it's it's some interesting ones. I think the Bianca outcome, the 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 Riddle outcome. I think I think all of these have very interesting outcomes as to what will happen in the fall for this company. I, I think that more than anything. They have a couple of they, they they need a little bit of work on the week to week stuff as usual, but I'm intrigued as to where they go into Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. So that at least will have me interested in the show. 
I agree. I'm interested, and I'm I'm excited for a very contested Saturday of pro wrestling. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the A Show this week. Uh, make sure that you follow us along on our spaces after Extreme Rules goes off the air on Saturday, and uh, we'll be talking about all of the happenings from from uh, Pitt, from, from Philadelphia. I almost said Pittsburgh. From Philadelphia uh, on Extreme Rules. So, thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I'm Justin. We'll see you guys later. Peace. <laughs>